Hello everyone and welcome back to the Matcha Diaries, the podcast where your hosts Cara and Leo discuss a series of topics that we feel passionate about and that other 20-something-year-olds can relate to. I hope you're doing well and having a lovely Wednesday. I'm sure that our UK listeners are excited for the long Easter weekend coming ahead and hopefully the nice weather, even though it's supposed to snow next week, which is odd, but anyways... (laughs) This week's episode is a cute, chatty Q&A episode. We've slowly been asking our friends over on Instagram to send us some fun questions that they want us to talk about, so a big thank you to everyone who sent us some questions. We did get a lot of questions regarding our podcast, how it started, how we gained a following online, and our future plans, so we will definitely do an episode soon answering all of those questions. But in this episode, we chat about light topics like our favorite books and podcasts, but also dive into some deeper topics like our biggest fears and how we cope with other people's expectations. So make sure you go grab a warm drink, maybe a matcha, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Okay, well, we are very excited. Today's episode is actually really special. Yeah, it's our first Q&A. Exactly. And Cara, do you want to tell our listeners why we're doing a Q&A? Because we hit 1,000. <laughs> Woo! Woo! But we actually hit 1,000 ages ago. I don't know why it's taken us this long to do this. <laughs> but yeah, we're celebrating all our listeners and... The fact that people care about us enough to want to listen to us every Wednesday and share their support online is really sweet. And we're very grateful for it. It means so much to us. Like, you have no idea. Yeah. Every single message, every single comment, it just, it makes us very, very happy. And we couldn't feel any more grateful (laughs) for everybody who who decides that they (laughs) want to have our our voices in their ears for some reason. (laughs) Yeah. And to make it better, we're going to spend this episode talking about ourselves since you guys... Since you guys seem to love us so much. <laughs> I'm kidding. Narcissistic bitches. Yeah. Now that we're influencers, we're going to do a Q&A. I actually, like, this was obviously the first time that we did anything Q&A wise. And I love the questions that we got. Like, I'm really excited to talk about them and to give yeah. our answers. And to hear your answers, because obviously I only know what, like, I think I might answer. But yeah. We also didn't do too extensive of notes for this one. We kind of just wanted to make it more of like a spontaneous, fun, just girly chit-chat episode. And say our honest thoughts. Because that's our speciality. Just, you know, chit-chatting about random stuff without much of a point to it. (laughs) Also, we're recording this really late. We usually are quite good with uploading episodes, but we're recording this the day before we upload it, which is rare. We've also never recorded this late in the day. It's currently 9pm, and yeah. I think the latest we've otherwise recorded is like 6. Yeah, so this is um, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> we might fall asleep by so the So if we sound that. delirious, <laughs> it's because we've had a full day ahead of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, maybe our brains aren't properly working, but True. you know, that's what you get. <laughs> Okay, shall we start with the highs and lows? Yeah. Do you want to start? You start, you start. Oh my gosh. Okay, so my high is... It, it has to be the last few days that I've had with my family. So for a bit of context, two days ago now, I flew back to the UK from Germany. 
And for anybody who doesn't know, like, my whole backstory, obviously my my home is in Germany, that's where I grew up and that's where my family lives, but a few years ago I moved to the UK on my own to go to uni and that's where my job is, so just because of tax purposes and all of, like, lots of different job reasons I had to come back to the UK and obviously I'm also really excited to be back and to be in my little flat again. I live with my flatmate here and it's it's like a really nice change of scenery as well. But obviously I was really sad to leave my family. I think yeah. when you're back with your family for so long, you just I really got used to it again and I hadn't for so many years. This is the longest time I've been home since I left for university when I was 18. Mm. So in five years. And I was there for six months and I was planning on being there for a few weeks. So classic <laughs> Corona style, like everything turns out different than planned. But yeah, so the the last few days were just really lovely. Like we just spent a lot of time together and I like was really present and just like, I feel like when you know it's your last days, you're even more appreciative of everything and like noticing all the little things. And yeah, I really feel like the luckiest girl to, to have such mm. a supportive and, and caring family and and a home that I'm gonna miss so much because I feel like missing something and missing people, I guess, is also a privilege and and something to be grateful for because it means that you have amazing people and yeah, yeah. So for example, like just the little moments, like I did, I did yoga with my mom the last two days and it was just so <laughs> sweet. And one of them was like a gratitude yoga session, and I was just like thinking, like how grateful I am that I'm doing yoga with my mom right now, you know, or. Or with my dad, he always made me coffee every morning. And I really, like, he also is one of the best cooks I know. So I really miss his food as well. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my high. Aww. And my low is kind of a weird one. My low is that both my bank account cards were hacked in the same week. So <sighs> I don't even know how that's possible because they were both from different banks. What are the odds? It, honestly, so that was that brought me a great deal of pain so <sighs> now I've got I've got new cards but it's, it was mm. just like a hassle to have to deal with yeah and especially the timing of it like with you traveling as well and having to deal with things arriving in the UK and stuff and out of the whole corona situation this is the time where you need your <laughs> your credit cards <laughs> <laughs> and it just had, had to happen <sighs> this way oh I feel for you yeah but then again I was also like oh this is good timing because I am going back to the UK because otherwise because yeah. all my cards would have otherwise delivered been delivered to the UK so it's good that I'm I'm back <laughs> here to be actually be able to like physically receive my cards <laughs> yeah oh so I'll stop rambling now Over no to you, don't Mrs. don't girl keep going <laughs> <laughs> okay so my high of this week which Leo has already mentioned on our Instagram so if you've seen that then you know but guys I finally did it <laughs> I finally got a job how did this happen? I don't know. Actually, I do know. A lot of tears and a lot of hard work has gone into it. <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't feel real yet, I guess, because I got the offer letter and I've like I've sorted that out, but I haven't received the contract yet. And like until I get that, I'm like, mm. no, this is not real. So it's in London, it, a role in London, but it's working from home to start off with. But I'm super excited about it. And I'm just happy that my lows can change now and it can't be a whole, like, depressing... My life is <laughs> not going the way I want it to go. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm really excited about it's that. It's so exciting! Honestly, like, Kara, you deserve it so much. You worked so hard Aww. and 
it was honestly just like the COVID situation which made you get like not get a job sooner and so I'm really glad that it's now worked out and we were actually talking before we started recording that maybe we could do an episode on I don't know dealing with rejection and the whole job application process (laughs) so let us know if that'll be something that you'd be interested in yeah because we were actually planning to do this a while ago and I was like Leo it's not the right time for me to give advice because I'm still going (laughs) through it But now you're out of the other side and now you can give me some advice because now I'm going to have to start applying for things. I feel like, see, this is what's interesting though. This is why we work so well because I feel like everything happens kind of like I go through something and then you can support me with it and then it's always like this. But yeah, I'm excited about that. And then my low for this week is just I've been interacting with a lot of content online surrounding women and uh, how they're just like exposing the stories of them being like sexually assaulted and sexually harassed on the streets you know and I just can't mm-hmm. help but feel like shit when I'm interacting with the content because you re- you realize how much it is yeah. and how it could be- it could happen to anyone yeah especially with me like get finally getting a role now and knowing that I'm gonna have to commute to London and like walk in the streets at night and stuff I hate that I'm kind of scared like I've had the thoughts I'm like shit I'm gonna be walking alone in the street it could whatever is gonna happen could happen to me so yeah I think you know because when you interact with one thing your feed or like the algorithms think you like to see it so it's kind of all that I'm seeing online right now um which I guess is good because it's bringing awareness but at the same time it's stressful to see and yeah yeah I I fully agree because I don't know I feel like for a long time, I just kind of took it as something as like, that's just something that we have to deal with as women. Yeah. Like, that's just how, you know, if you walk in the street and it's dark, like you're just going to have to be scared and you're just going to have to share your location with somebody or pretend to be on the phone or cross the street when you see somebody. But in light of the recent news, I'm also just being more aware of it and realizing more that this isn't how it's should be like women Mm. shouldn't have to feel this way women shouldn't feel like it's their responsibility to protect to protect themselves yes i don't know i feel like obviously because our world just is still like that it's so hard to also know how to navigate it because it's not going to change from one day to the next and i feel like it's up to us but also up to the men in our generation and in all generations to to change and to to stand up for women as well but it's, it's such a hard conversation yeah and I guess what's also scary is that it shouldn't be our thing our duty to protect ourselves. but I, I still have that thing where I'm like I've been thinking recently about taking self-defense classes because I want to be the mm. best prepared if something does happen but yeah. then you could be the most prepared and like so for example with the recent news and stuff she was doing everything right you know like she was on the phone with someone she was yeah. wearing bright colors she was doing everything and it still happened so that's really scary as well to think that even if we try our hardest to protect ourselves, it's just not good enough when it shouldn't be our fault and yeah. like our duty in the first place to have to handle that. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a low low, but <laughs> just how I've been feeling. But also important to talk yeah. about. Yeah, true. Because it's a reality that I know I saw the stat that I think 97% of women in the UK have been sexually harassed and... I know that because I was listening to Nana from Growing With The Flow podcast talking about this, that she thinks that yeah. it's probably a higher percentage. And I would agree. I think that probably all women that I know have dealt with some form of catcalling and some form of harassment in that in that manner, you know. Yeah. And I think it's crazy that... I think for most of us, it doesn't even register as, as harassment anymore because yeah. it's just something that we take as a given. 
Exactly. And then the sad fact that people are having to kind of prove that it was a good enough sample for 97% to be realistic. And it's like, mm-hmm. why do we... You don't even want to support us to the point where we're having to try to prove to you that we're being... That we're suffering. I think that's insane. And it's... Yeah. It's so frustrating. It's just annoying. It's... I mean, obviously, it's a completely different issue, but... I feel like it's related in the sense that obviously a lot of people are still arguing about the fact whether racism exists, you know, and it's like that isn't the issue. The Ugh. issue isn't debating whether sexism or racism or homophobia exists. It's actually tackling the problems and making sure yeah. that, you know, we're we're making sure that these these structural, you know, that there's that there's changes made on a structural level. And it's just mm-hmm. so hard when the basic fact that inequality and injustices exist is being denied and is being yeah. full against yeah it's insulting and degrading it's yeah. horrible <laughs> should we go on now on to q and a Let's move into the the first question which i feel like is actually a very sweet question yes the question is what is our favorite thing about each other? So I'll go first because I want to tell you what my favorite thing about you is. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, my favorite thing about you. I was actually thinking of this and it's that you're so mindful. And I think that's really rare. You, you can so easily open yourself. I think you, you don't know how open you are. And sometimes you think like, oh, I keep things inside and I don't, you know, like I, I struggle to communicate these things. But I think you're really good at showing how you feel and and just being open and vulnerable and I think it's really hard to do but you do it so effortlessly (laughs) if I can get that word out of my mouth yeah and it's just really nice to like I know when I'm feeling down I can talk to you about things that upset me because you kind of you're like that role model to me that it's okay to you know say how you're feeling Mm. and understand how you're feeling because if if you can't do that and you you can't talk to your loved ones about it, then what's the point, you know? So I think that's one of my favorite things about you. Oh, that's so sweet. And you're pretty. That makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I am blushing. <laughs> you're so cute. Okay, so my favorite thing about you is <laughs> it's definitely how caring and supportive you are because I feel like no matter like how I'm feeling or how long I feel like some of my like stressful periods last and I feel like I'm being like a burden to you almost but mm. I I always know that like I can count on you to be there for me like without any question and that really means so much and like you've so I mean you know this but you've very quickly like become the person that I tell (laughs) any news to like whether it's whether it's happy news or sad news and I feel like you're there for them both which I think there's sometimes friends where I feel like they're they're really great at like being there for me or there for you when like you're feeling down and that's obviously like that's also so rare and so special but I feel like you're also so good at just like celebrating me when things are going right as well like you're the ultimate hype woman and yeah yeah I just trust you 100% to like have my back and want the best for me which I don't want to tear up about like how much (laughs) stop I'll start tearing (laughs) up (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so this this question is a cute one I know yeah it means a lot to me you mean a lot to me okay I'll stop I'll stop (laughs) (laughs) okay right less a less cringy question Okay. 
What are your current favorite podcasts, Leo? Well, I kind of, I already made an Instagram caption about this. So I guess you can refer back to Instagram. But just quickly, my top three are Thick and Thin with Katie Bellotti. I freaking love her podcast. She's amazing. She's kind of like a mix of New York, like history, current affairs, talking about her life and emotions. And it's just like a beautiful listening experience, I Mm -hmm. think. And then Growing With The Flow with <laughs> Nina Florence. I think we've talked about her so much. We're literally her biggest fan girl. <laughs> so I'm going to stop talking about her there. And um, lastly, How To Fail with Elizabeth Day. She's an author and journalist. And I think she has the incredible ability to just make any interview flow seamlessly. And the concept of the podcast is that she kind of interviews... I guess successful people, but also like it's a very wide variety of guests. It's not only like famous people, it's people that you haven't heard of, people in all different walks of life. And she interviews them about three failures in their life. And kind of the whole concept is that the that failures in themselves shouldn't be viewed as something negative because really that's how you learn how to succeed in life mm-hmm. through through perceived failures. And the conversations are so beautiful and the guests like they're so honest and raw and they're really like beautiful interviews to listen to so I can highly recommend yes very good I sadly have the same favorite podcasts because so obviously growing (laughs) with the flow because she's amazing I think she's that might be like my all-time favorite podcast just because she's so her I like good audio and really calming voices and to me it's just Mm. so easy to listen to which is really nice and I feel like Nana's so good at talking about um controversial topics but also just things that she cares like I love how she's a figure who uses her platform to actually talk about things that are important which not a lot of people do yeah Um, especially at her age I mean she's younger than Mm. us and I really admire how well and maturely she speaks about about issues yeah no I totally agree and then second then I've recently started listening to them and uh, to, to them to her and getting into into her and I loved going through her like first episode and then listening to her most recent one to see how much her like audio has changed and her like theme song oh and everything. Gosh. But again, another like really easy listen and just really interesting topics. Like she made a whole podcast about like witches and witchcraft and I was like, yes, I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to listen to that. Yeah, like she does. She's even done episodes. So she she sometimes goes through, uh, you know, interesting telling the story of historical women that you maybe won't have heard of, but they've had mm. really interesting lives, which I think is great because then you get to learn something. And then, but she also does like random tidbit episodes. So she did one episode on why are our wedding dresses white and where does the diamond engagement ring come from? And just like yeah. really interesting facts that we just take for granted, but then we're like, oh yeah, like why Why is the traditional color for wedding dresses in the West white? You know, yeah. it's, very interesting yeah just very interesting and then a new podcast that I found is me time so they they've been interacting with us a lot so I think their names are Emma and Maya Maya and Emma and they have such a cute podcast I don't know if you listen to the episodes uh Leo but they're well, and the reason why I think they're so cute is because their friendship is and the way they bounce off each other is very similar to how you and I bounce off each other no way yeah so I like when listening to them I'm like I can imagine us having this exact same conversation which is probably why 
I like it so much. It is that vibe where you feel like you're just friends with them and having that, just, you know, chilling and having a conversation. And But again, they use their platform for, for good things like, um, you know, wellness and health and lifestyle type things. So good, good podcast. Recently gotten into them and they have really cute Aww. British accents, which I love uh, listening to as Aww. well. So That yeah. sounds so sweet. I'm going to have to check them out. Yeah, you should. They're very cute. Okay. Our next question is very on brand for our podcast name. <laughs> it is, besides matcha... Are there any teas, other teas that you like? Okay, hear me out. <laughs> Plain black tea, like just normal tea, which sounds gross, right? With two two teaspoons of sugar and then fresh mint leaves. It is the best thing in the world. <laughs> I've never had that. That actually sounds not that appealing to me, I'm not going to lie. But I feel like, do you think that's that comes from your culture yeah yeah upbringing. it is cultural yeah mm. it's our like traditional tea that we drink it's just like tea with mint and everyone's like oh so peppermint tea i'm like no like tea with <laughs> fresh mint leaves put in is so good i think yeah i think i do love it because i have i was brought up with it and like we drink it when we have mezes so we have like the hummus and everything and it's just ugh, so good but the mint has to be fresh and really nice because every time I try to make it mm. here we, and I just get mint from like Sainsbury's and stuff it's not the same it tastes different so the mint has to be really good as well I know it sounds gross sorry <laughs> I don't know it doesn't sound gross especially like the fresh mint does sound appealing to me mm. the, the sugar in my tea I don't know if I can get behind but mm. I'm not gonna judge you know we're open-minded on this podcast even <laughs> tea drinking <laughs> habits thanks for not judging me leo it means a lot to have <laughs> such a <laughs> in this instance it's uh, hard not to judge but you know i'm, I'm doing my best oh okay <laughs> right what about you i mean i think cara knows this and i think anybody who spends more than a day with me will quickly notice that i'm like i'm probably like the biggest tea obsessed fan ever i think i probably <laughs> make about seven to eight cups of tea a day which is probably not healthy, but you probably know, not, I'm just no. obsessed. <laughs> and um, I I mostly drink green tea, and I quite often reuse the tea bags, like for two to like for two cups or something. So mm-hmm. I don't I feel like it's not quite as much caffeine. But I also have recently gotten into like chai teas and also any Ooh. sort of yogi tea. Like I used to, as a kid, drink like the chocolate yogi tea, and there's something so like calming and comforting about that to me. But yeah, green tea is like the classic one. Yes. And that with fresh ginger actually is lovely. Ooh. See, I feel like you and Michael both have such a... Uh, like you love tasting unique types of teas. Mm. Whereas I think I'm like more but basic. But nothing with fruit. Black tea. I don't <laughs> like fruity teas. Interesting. Like that's but too ginger sweet. Like. I, I don't like sweet drinks. Yeah. I'm all for the unhealthy <laughs> types, of, <laughs> types of tea. <laughs> What are your favorite quotes, Leo? So, I do. I feel like, okay, so one of the quotes that I feel like just hit me the most when I read it and that really stuck with me was the one, I also posted it on our Instagram because every quote that I see and I really resonate with, I like one I immediately <laughs> create a graphic from. But it's from the Book of Moods that I read at the beginning of this year by Lauren Martin, still like one of my favorite self-help books ever. And the quote is something along the lines of, you know, you are not pretty like her, you're pretty like you. 
And I just think even though the concept isn't novel, like somebody just, you know, putting it into words of somebody else's beauty doesn't take away from your own. And, but I, something about just reading the quote like that, like it just really, I don't know, really just hit the, hit the message home for me. And ever since then, I feel like I've looked at other Instagram accounts or just other women in general in such like a different way and kind of more Mm. of a way of uh, that doesn't have to negatively reflect on me or how I'm viewing myself that day I can just you know view the two things separately and objectively yeah exactly so I really like that quote Mm. I mean I should have guessed it was that one because isn't that your phone uh, screensaver (laughs) it used to be now actually my phone my new screensaver is insecurity is a waste of time (laughs) yes which is i like have to work on that i like that one as well (laughs) yeah it's also on our instagram so i mean if you want to know our favorite quotes (laughs) they're all on instagram (laughs) yeah for me i'd say one of the ones that i've recently related to which is why i think i really like it which is again also on, on our instagram is the the quote that says just because you're struggling doesn't mean you're failing and i i think i needed to hear this because just the whole the whole past year with all the job application stresses and having people rejecting me, which does feel like failing. Sometimes it's nice to hear that, okay, yeah, just because you are struggling and you're going through these like setbacks and stuff, it doesn't mean not not every setback is a failure. It's just a setback. And just think of it as a setback. And then a more nicer, cuter one is is that I like is do something today that your future self will thank you for. No. I always do that. I'm like, what would future Kata want? What would she be okay with? Or how will this affect future me? And I think that's such a good way to think of it because if if you're putting yourself in a bad situation now, if you just think of a future person, it's maybe easier to be to know whether it's right or wrong it's kind of like also thinking how would a friend react to this or what would a friend do but you so your your friend friend is your future self i don't know it's a cute quote i think yeah i like that i think it's in general really helpful sometimes to view yourself as or to try and see yourself as as a friend or talk to yourself like you yeah. would do younger you and cuz i think we're the harshest and most critical towards ourselves and we would never speak that way to to friends of ours or or people that we love in general so it is crazy that we speak that way and to ourselves yeah (laughs) sad but true yeah a kind of related um (laughs) is our next question which is kind of a deeper one and I'm interested to hear your answer to this is Mm. have you ever felt pressured to live up to someone's expectations and if so how did you cope with it this is actually such a big question though because so someone's expectations like what academically smart wise or the way I look because I think the mm. most pressured I've been to kind of meet what like other people's expectations is through so the first thing is academia I have I'm, I've mentioned this a thousand times but I have a really academically and street smart sister a twin sister who when you're in the same year as as you know your sister it can be hard not to compare yourself and so I think I've was surrounded with a lot of people saying you know why don't you study as like like Yara or why don't you you know participate in class like Yara and stuff like that which I mean it's not her fault but there was always that uh, pressure to be like her in the sense of school school scenarios so I wouldn't say there was a coping mechanism but there was just a lot of me trying to establish to everyone that just because we're sisters doesn't mean I have to be like her and I'm my own person and like communicating that with my family in terms of looking a certain way I don't think I've managed to cope with that because I'm constantly I think whatever 
assumptions I make about myself with the way I look come from what I think is other people's expectations of what I should look like. Um, and especially like mm-hmm. with family comments, I've always had, I lived away from my family, f- you know, for most of my life. So like going home for the summer and stuff, you see relatives and they obviously will comment about how you've changed, whether it's like gaining weight or losing weight or, you know, you've gotten taller or things like that. The main way I'd say I cope with it is just by not caring and realizing that whether you gain weight they will still have something to say and whether you lose weight they will you know because I've been in both ends of this of the spectrum where I gain weight and they're like oh you've gained weight and then I lose weight and they're like you're too skinny now you need to put on weight you know so like you're never gonna please anyone so just don't like just do what makes you happy and if you're happy with the way you look just try this is I'm saying this about myself but yeah if you're happy with the way you look just try not let these comments get in your way because at the end of the day they will always have something negative to say and you can't live your life pleasing others you can only live your life trying to please yourself that's so true I really like that what you said there and I think it's so interesting because you just saying that made me realize that even though maybe I'm not consciously feeling pressure to live up to somebody's expectations society's expectations in itself I feel like have influenced my own expectations of my life and I feel like it's so hard to know which dreams and which goals that I have are actually truly my own and which ones are because I've been brought up in this society and this culture. Mm. It's kind of scary to think even Even me, yeah, even me wanting to, I mean, it starts small, right? Like, what do I, which foods do I like? How do I dress? You know, what what sort of interior design do I like? But then also to, to bigger things of like, which which jobs do I see as successful? You know, do mm. like a family that I want uncertain... I don't know, I feel like it just can and then yeah, how how do I view my own body? How do I how do I view my my mind and my value in general? I feel like it's it's also subconsciously and subliminally influenced by society that it's hard to separate what are my own expectations for myself and which ones are imposed to me by society and then equally everybody around me is obviously also influenced by society. So then yeah people then maybe putting external pressures on me through that they're also just struggling with their own ideas of what is right <laughs> and and wrong in society i don't know it just went on a little yeah. bit of a tangent there. no but no but i think because we've spoken about this in that in the comparison episode as well it's like we're comparing ourselves to ideals that are set by like societies and what we think is good or not good is based on these things that we kind of don't have control of and the reason you think you like mm-hmm. something is because you happen to be in this family and you happen to surround yourself with these people that think this way. So, like, I still am mind blown by the idea that, you know, we can't uh, understand and, like, perceive ourselves without understanding how others perceive us. So, yeah, I think it's crazy. But I think, and then in when I first heard this question, I was, I first had to think about, I think I struggle most with, like, living up to my own expectations because mm. I think I'm very good at forgiving others without hesitation and, I feel like I'm quite a non-judgmental person. I just genuinely, when people tell me stories or, you know, tell me about things that they feel like they did wrong, I honestly never feel like I, that is something that I can like forgive or that's something that, mm. you know, they, they won't be able to move on from. But then when it comes to my own life, I'm super, super self-critical and quick to judge myself and I have a hard time with letting myself move on from past mistakes, which is Mm. something that, like, I'm very much trying to work on. But, and yeah, I think, 
at certain points, I do think that I've like subconsciously maybe struggled with familial expectations, but not in the way that I feel like they were putting that pressure on me. I just didn't want to disappoint them yeah. more than anything and just like give them a reason to to be proud of me. But I think, and then how do you cope with that? I think just realizing that family, or if it's not family for you, you know, any sort of important people in your life, they will be there no matter what, even if, or maybe exactly when, you know, things aren't going as planned. And maybe, you know, mm-hmm. if, if you do fail, then that's exactly when those important relationships are tested. And the people who stick with you through that, you know, you know that they've really got their back and they, they love you for you and not because of any external successes you might be having. Yeah, you just surround yourself with people that love you unconditionally because then they'll yeah. love you regardless of any expectations you put on yourself or expectations you feel like you need to have because of others yes yes i i love the questions they're like just bouncing from like something really deep to something really light i know (laughs) the next the next question is our three favorite books which i think leo will have a better answer for because she reads like a madman but (laughs) Oh my god, can I even think of three? No, I can't. I can't even think of three. Um, But the classic Untamed, because in a year where life was shit, I kind of needed that lovey-dovey gooey-ness to make me feel empowered. So it's just a nice book to read, mm. a light one. Uh, and then Handle with Care. I've mentioned this before, and I don't know why. I just think it stuck with... So as a kid, I read so many books, but this one stuck with me, and I think it's the first book ever as a kid that I read that made me feel some type of way, and it's... Um, it's all about, you know, navigating medical ethics and, you know, what do you do as a kid to your kid when, uh, they're suffering and they're ill and like how to navigate those situations. Um, I don't know why I like it so much. I just think it's a, it's an emotional book. Like it made me feel some type of way. Um, and then the recent book that I've been reading, which I haven't finished. I know we've, we've told, uh, the bitches who read gals and <laughs> we do a book review and I've just been so bad but that's a good book the heart's invisible furies yeah I'm like 150 pages in and it's so captivating and so interesting because you yeah. start off the book thinking it's gonna go one type of way and then I don't know it's just things changed really quickly and it's it's it made me so emotional the book it yeah. really takes you on a journey because it deals with such serious and real topics Mm. so can highly recommend yeah honestly this question is like almost too hard to answer it's like when people ask you what your favorite movie is you know there's just been there's so many books that have impacted me and that have like left their mark on me uh, uh, like in in my time of reading (laughs) I don't know (laughs) I guess the ones that just like stuck out to me right now when I was like thinking about this question first of all just the whole world and book series that Philip Pullman created, so the Book of Dust and his Dark Materials, because I remember reading that as a kid, and so now I was kind of recently reading his Dark Materials again, and the Book of Dust, two books that have already been released, and it just transports me back into a world where I feel like I'm a kid again, and I believe in, Mm. you know, fantasy, and it's such an imaginative world, and I can, 
and it, the books are really, really big, so they're definitely not something, if you're looking for just like a light, quick read, they're definitely not that, but <laughs> if you're looking for something to really pull you into like a different, literally a different dimension, and to really change your worldview in a way, I feel like these are like the perfect book series, and I personally love long series of books where you know it takes you a while to get into the whole characters and the world itself but then it's worth it because there's so many books that take part in this world so you fully get Mm. to immerse yourself in it then the second one which I already mentioned at the beginning of this episode or when I was talking about my favorite quotes is the book (laughs) of moods by Lauren Martin the the book my mom gave me for my birthday and something about reading it It was just the most enjoyable reading experience I've probably ever had. Like every time I was opening up the page or opening up the book to go (laughs) read it in the morning, I was just looking forward to it because her words made me feel so comforted and yet motivated at the same time because Mm -hmm. she was talking... The book is very much about, you know, how she learned to navigate her moods and she felt like her moods were affecting her life in a negative way. But at the same time... She also lives in New York and kind of has this like very aspirational life. And I just, something about her writing was just the perfect mix for me between being really raw and honest and relatable because she talks about just issues that I think a lot of us females have had and probably also men. Mm. I just never feel like I can speak on on men's behalf because I'm not one. But but then also (laughs) just having like a really a fun tone of voice. So love that. And also it made me really reflective. I I feel like when I read a good self-help book that it's when I journal the most and I'm when I'm kind of most prompted to to suddenly have other reflective thoughts on my life. So Mm. I, I really like that. And then third sort of any Colleen Hoover book I couldn't decide (laughs) but especially the Hopeless series or the Slammed series I can really recommend for people who like romance novels but with a twist they're not your classic rom-coms you think that they're going to be just like cute romancey novels and they all have a dark twisty turn to them wow you should you need to mention these on our instagram on our stories yeah i wanted to make the book the book review um thing like kind of a series on our stories yeah you should because every time you talk about a book i'm like oh i want to buy it and i want to read it and get into it now that i uh, am not as you know caught up in my own like self pity <laughs> pitiness i kind of want to like get back into babe <laughs> i just want to get back into you know doing things that i do love so once i move and like i'm settled in i want to buy like 10 books and just have them ready to go so oh my god can you make me a list of like 10 books to read okay yes <laughs> this is my dream task <laughs> <laughs> so much influence and power that you're giving me <laughs> i'm gonna try and make it the perfect mix of like self-help and then but also some good like fantasy some good some good you know fiction romance novels I think the Midnight Library has to be on there because that's such a quick and yeah. easy read and I think you'll really enjoy it. That's the one that I did talk about on our Instagram. I'm currently also reading a book by Mac Mateg, actually. It's called How to Stop Time. I'm I'm liking it, but not as much as the Midnight Library so far. Interesting. I've started reading that book. Really? Yeah, I have it here somewhere there. On Are the you floor. reading it as well? I read it. I started reading it like a year ago and I never finished it. So I'll have to give a proper review when I'm done. So our next question is, what is our biggest fear? This is also a deep one. I don't think I know your biggest fear. Me neither. 
Okay, mine, I'm scared to admit mine. <laughs> but I genuinely think my biggest fear is flying. Really? Yeah, I hate it so much. <laughs> I get, I'm the most anxious when I'm on a plane. And it's so ironic. Oh my gosh. Because my dad's a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true, I never thought of that. <laughs> I flew a lot as a kid, so I had, it's not like I wasn't experienced growing up on planes and stuff, so I used to be fine with it. And then mm -hmm. we had a really bad experience where we, where the plane was caught in a sandstorm. And I kid you not, oh. I thought I was going to die. Like, people were phoning their family members, crying, saying they love, you know, they love each other. And then my dad wasn't on the plane. It was just my mom. And literally, the, like, the plane dropped and the suitcases flew out of the seats. Everyone was crying. What? Yeah. And then... He is the pilot tried to make like three attempts to land and he ju we just couldn't land because it was just not safe but he did too many attempts that we didn't have enough fuel in the, on the plane so we had to like try make our way to the nearest <laughs> airport we ended up landing in a military area in Saudi Arabia and then we had to be sitting in that plane for five hours just on land until we like managed to refuel and the sandstorm went away and then we had to fly on the same plane for another like hour to go there and it was literally i think it was just the most traumatic experience of my life uh he got fired the pilot as oh well oh my god that actually sounds horrifying yeah and so i just think because i had that experience where i was like in that situation where i had no control thought i was gonna die Mm. you just like you know you feel that like drop in your stomach as well when the when turbulence yeah. happens so now every time i go on a plane and there's a little bit of turbulence my brain goes to that you know state and i panic that is very understandable yeah i would be so scared but then i always try to remind myself it's actually safer to be on a plane than in a car a lot safer yeah but it's hard to think rationally if it's if it's just a fear isn't it especially yeah. if it's link to trauma a past incident that you've had yeah yeah exactly yeah so it's it's gotten to the point where when my dad was still flying for etihad he had access to like all the weather reports so before i'd fly i'd make him look at the flight path and tell me where he thinks there's going to be turbulence and like where there's going to be clouds and things like that and so if I was on the flight and there was turbulence and I knew he... So if he didn't tell me between three hours and four hours of the flight there wasn't going to be turbulence, <laughs> I'd freak out so bad. I'd be like, my dad didn't tell me this was gonna... <laughs> my dad didn't tell me this was gonna happen. But yeah, I know. I don't know. I can't explain it. It's just... I mean, I can't explain it because I'm traumatized. But I think that's the most thing. I'm, I'm not even scared of the dying part. It's just like the going... Mm. The trauma before the death. <laughs> the, the trauma yeah anyways what's yours <laughs> that's so interesting because i guess we've never flown together no. before so i wouldn't i i just didn't know that about you um my biggest fear is that i think it's a very classic one but it's that somebody that i love gets hurt or dies but more specifically that i've in some way caused it or like that it's some that i do something to to hurt somebody or or to... That's know. so interesting. Yeah, I, d I don't know why. Like, it's... I, I used to have, like, nightmares about when my brother was really small, because obviously my brother's 10 years younger than I am, so I was about, like, I don't know, 10 to 13, and I was, like, babysitting him, and I remember having nightmares about me accidentally dropping him from my balcony. Like, horrible, horrible things, and I just remember <laughs> having nightmares about that. So... 
I don't I don't know why. Um somebody please again psychologically analyze why that is my fear, but Yeah. I think it's just because I obviously know how much I don't know, I I I don't want that to happen and but I yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me, but that's what I'm really really scared of. That's so interesting because I think the the part where you're afraid that l- your loved ones around you get hurt, that's I think a lot of people have that fear and like but it's the fact that you your fear is that you're in some way involved that's yeah I had that with COVID as well like whenever because I was obviously debating whether I should go home for a bit or not and one of the biggest things that was in the way for me for that was just like that I would that I was scared that I was going to get my parents sick and I I've never really been one to be that scared for me myself personally but like that is what I'm scared of is that somebody else that I love would get hurt or sick because of something Mm. that I do yeah you probably got sick as a kid and like got your brother sick and then just since then it's like (laughs) subconscious that you're you have this fear oh well at least you know that you're (laughs) being safe and you can in some way you can control that because you can just try not to put yourself in situations where you might hurt someone else or (laughs) (laughs) let's try and not drop my brother from the balcony shall we (laughs) i was just gonna say if you're if you're on a balcony with your brother just make sure to be social distancing even if covid doesn't exist (laughs) now my brother's taller than me so i feel like now he would be the one dropping me from the balcony (laughs) (laughs) plot twist (laughs) who would have thought that was gonna happen Okay, next question I'm actually really excited for. I've always wanted to answer this question. So then when this was asked, I actually felt an immense sense of pressure because I feel like I've been preparing for this question all my life, (laughs) but now I don't have the right answers for them. So I'm very intrigued to hear your answer to this grand question of what would be your death row dinner, starters, main, and desserts? Oh, full on. Desserts. I I straight away went into plural. (laughs) I didn't even think you were gonna say like starters and dessert. I just went straight for the main meal. Um, my, <laughs> it's your it's your last meal. Oh, true. You can I can do choose three mains. You can do one main. True. You can do whatever you want. Okay. I don't think I'd have a starter because I just want to enjoy the main meal. I don't want to like get too full from a starter and not enjoy. But I know this is gonna sound so bad and like boring, but my comfort food is my mom's spaghetti bolognese and i don't care what anyone says if i if like that's the last meal i'm gonna have it's gonna be i'm gonna make my mom go to the prison and make me a spaghetti (laughs) bolognese i don't know it's just comfort food so that's like the first thing that came to my mind when i was looking at this question and then maybe for dessert uh a cheese board i'm gonna die posh like (laughs) give me get me those grapes (laughs) get me those crackers and cheese that's how i'm going out (laughs) that's so funny (laughs) what about you okay i've got starters main and dessert so my starter would be like a homemade hummus and (laughs) together with like a warm garlicky pita bread to dip into nice that just sounds heavenly to me Mm. and then for main i actually went similar to you Ooh. i want to go with my dad's cooking i don't really care what it's gonna be but just i feel like my my dad's cooking is 
so like simple yet really like nourishing and it's what I guess I associate with home so if I did have any last meal like I'd want it to be made by my dad yeah and then for dessert this was easy um it would be chocolate lava cake you know those chocolate cakes we've got like a molten dark chocolate gooey inside with like Mm. you cut it open and just the the chocolate just melts out oh my gosh Yes, and then on the side with, like, some cookie dough Ben and Jerry ice cream. You know, that that combination of, like, warm chocolate with with cold ice cream plus cookie dough. I mean, that just sounds heavenly to me. That does. Okay, next time we meet, we need to um, recreate our death row dinners and actually have them. (gasps) Why wait till we're on the death row? (laughs) Why not just have it now? So true. So, so true. I mean, we can't really replicate your mum's or my dad's cooking, but no. we'll do the rest of it. <laughs> Won't be the same. Okay, last question, which will be a nice question, I think, to end this episode on. And it's, what is something we are proud of? So, I was thinking about this, and I think the thing that I'm most recently most proud of is kind of the emotional growth I've made recently and just generally in the past few years, because we've talked about this on the podcast as well so many times, but especially reading my diaries from when I was like 16, 17 has just made me realize that I actually have changed. And I think it's so easy to not realize progress that you make or especially when it comes to like emotional progress and mindsets and how that shifts and how you generally approach problems and life situations. I think I've really changed in that way. And I'm, yeah, I would say that I'm proud of that. And I I would almost say that I'm more proud of that than like my academic or professional achievements because mm. those things are very tangible and it's easy to to name those and yeah. obviously there's something that I've worked really hard for and I think you know my my professional achievements is something that like I'm still trying to maybe more actively acknowledge for myself like I think I sometimes have a hard time with acknowledging when I've done something well in my yeah. work life but I think in my emotional side and my mental health is kind of the basis for it all and I feel like it's the basis of me being able to enjoy anything professional and academic wise as well yeah. so it's kind of the foundation that I'm building yeah like I guess I'm kind of proud of you for that too because my favorite thing about you is how like mindful you are so and that has to do with as well like your emotional capabilities and like your emotional intelligence so I'm proud of you too girl yeah you're so cute yeah. <laughs> what about you I can't even think of something I'm proud of. Yikes. Um, Cara! <laughs> I was gonna say, like, this, just being alive after this year, or, like, still taking, yeah. you know, going day by day and not giving up, because like, I could have easily just stopped applying for jobs and just been mm-hmm. like, fuck this. But at the same time, I don't think I handled this year as best as I could have. So maybe something I'm proud of is just, like, being aware that in hard times I could have just like knowing that I could work on something so I'm proud of myself for like not thinking I'm perfect and maybe just admitting my flaws and admitting that okay when I'm stressed I'm not the best person to be around so maybe proud of myself for making that realization and wanting to fix some things about myself I think that's worth being proud of a little bit like emotional awareness yeah 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 because I I think just being stressed this year I've noticed that when I'm stressed and worried about myself I project it onto those around me so like unfortunately ed has had to deal with me reacting to things that i normally wouldn't react to but just because i'm in that like 
uh, irritated just in my little bubble yeah he's kind of had to deal with that which i hate kind of myself for putting him through but knowing that that's not okay is a, at least it's the first step you know and i want to i guess this this year was kind of that like uh trial period for me to realize how am I like in a relationship when I'm through in my lowest and yeah now I can just focus on how to take that forward but yeah I'm proud of myself for caring and wanting to be the best version of myself I guess yeah I'm proud of you too and I think that's something really good to realize because I think it's really hard to acknowledge Mm. when maybe you've done something wrong or when especially in relationships yeah you know when to to realize that maybe you overreacted or you projected some of your own feelings on your partner because I think that's so natural I think like loads of people do it I know that I did it in my past relationship for sure Mm. and but then I think it's the the way that you then heal from that and grow from that and be able to grow your relationship stronger is by talking about it and you know by by acknowledging when when something like that does happen yeah yeah because bless like the amount of times I I'd kind of learned now to give me my space and I'll like I'll go up to him after and I'll give him like a kiss and a cuddle and I'm like I'm sorry like I didn't mean to you know project that onto you and he's like that's what I'm here for I'm your punching bag and I'm like but you're not like you're not dating me to take shit for me you know and I I don't want him to ever think that that's okay because it isn't and I I think also like vice versa I always think if he's in a bad mood and he projects it on me I'm like I didn't do anything to you why why are you letting this out on me so I never want to be that person either but yeah, it's all about learning and growing. I always say this. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, it's true. But also, I think that is what a relationship is also being about, or like having compassion for the other person and what they're going through, and then yeah, like kind of, kind of learning and growing together. And I think, I think your relationship is like it's beautiful to see as like an outsider's perspective looking in of like how your relationship has grown and changed from mm. when I first met you and and how you were in your relationship. I think. Like I can definitely see a change in in your security in the relationship and just in, like in general how how you approach the relationship and I think it's like really wonderful and I think I'm just really excited for Aww. you guys to move in together and yeah. for your next steps because that's another big thing. I don't know if we did we talk about this on the podcast last week. I don't, I'm not quite sure. You're moving out this weekend, which is insane. It's, I was going to say that we, after this, we're recording one more episode in this room and then that's it. I'll be in a new, a whole new space, which hopefully, hopefully has like a good, you know, noise canceled backgrounds so that uh, can sound good. <laughs> but because I was saying in my, in our, like what we want from, you know, reflecting on 2020 and what we want from 2021, my, my thing was to get a job. Like my main things were to get a job and to move out. Like next week I would have done both of those, which is insane. It's only March. It's actually insane. Now I need new goals. See, and you say you can't, you can't think of things to be proud of. That's like two massive things already (laughs) right there. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe a little bit. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Round of applause. Yeah. Right. That's a nice way to end the episode. I love these kinds. Of, I know people probably yes. don't enjoy these as much as we do, but I I love just <laughs> I don't know, it's nice having to have having the chance to compliment you and let you know how much I care about you and vice versa. I like knowing how much you care about me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
No, me too. I love these sort of just like chatty episodes. And I think it's also like just a mix of like lighthearted, but then also kind of deep and getting to think about things. Like those are kind of my favorite yeah. episodes to record. Yeah. So, and I mean, that that perfectly leads on to, you know, if you have any thoughts on our episodes, like we love to hear your guys' comments and we really want to hear from you guys what sort of episodes are your favorites. Because it's weird. Like if you just, we just release this out into the world and then, you know, obviously... It's so amazing when we get kind responses back or even like see stories from like people listening to to episodes. So that it makes it less of like a vortex that we release it out to. Yeah, no, we love it. We love all the support. We'll speak to you guys next week and we hope you have a nice day. (laughs) Yes, and we hope you have a lovely Easter weekend as well. Yeah. If you celebrate. Yeah. Right, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.